Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into the podcast. It's time to plan wise and retire free. And that's what we're going to do once again with Jude Wilson here as we talk about the five things we might want to know about decumulation to retire successfully. Jude, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, I am feeling fantastic. It's a great day in sunny Orlando. Yeah, I see that. And lovely outside. And good to chat with you, my friend, as always. And, you know, we were just, you and I were just talking about Mike uh, prior to the show. Mike used to be on the show with us from time to time. And, you know, he's he's retired free, right? And he's enjoying himself doing that stuff. And, and that's the whole point of, of having a good plan in place so that you, when you get to that point in life, you can enjoy your retirement, right? Absolutely. Mike used to say when you'd ask him how he's doing, he'd say, living the dream. Well, he he really is living the dream now. That's nice. That's so good to hear. And a, an important part, Jude, of that is decumulation. So sounds like a fancy term. What is it? It's really the spending phase of your life. For every person that graduates high school or graduates college and starts working, saving money, there's really two phases of your life. Think about it like going up the mountain. When you're at the base of the mountain, the first time you're able to save a dollar, you're in the accumulation phase. And every dollar you save, you're going up the mountain and accumulating more dollars to get to the top of the mountain where you're at what we like to call financial freedom. You're looking over the horizon thinking about, hey, it's time to stop work or do something that I really enjoy. And then from there on out, you're in the distribution or decumulation phase, you're using all of those dollars that you've saved now to replace your paycheck. Here's the thing. We've got to make sure that you come down the mountain safely because all the skills that you use to go up the mountain are very different from some of the skills that you need to go down the mountain safely. We want to see you live a long life and have more money than you do life. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, basically, it's just a fancy way of saying the spending of our money, right? So we've saved it, it all, and now we're going to spend it down in retirement. So let's talk about some five things to to ponder when it comes to that. And Jude, there's really kind of a, 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 a lack of support, really. There's We see so many ads and so many things out there all the time about how to grow our wealth and invest in this and do that and so on and so forth. But the flip of the switch, there doesn't seem to be as much support. Now, obviously, a financial planner, someone like yourself who is really working with folks for retirement and the distribution phase, which is what you guys call it a lot of times, it doesn't seem to make it to the to the front lines, I suppose, for the clients a lot of times. There's lack of support. Yeah, because in the accumulation phase, and that's what everybody likes to talk about, is you know saving the money earning the most that you can what is my ROI my return on investment it once you get to the decumulation phase the disbursement phase it's more about what's your return on life you want to make sure this money lasts and there's not a lot of advisors that i find that specialize in the distribution phase almost every advisor is at least decent in the accumulation phase but specifically planning to have income that lasts you the rest of your life and your spouse's life, it takes a special skill. So you're right. There is a lack of support. Many advisors don't have the skill or the strategies. For instance, we famously at our firm, and we've talked about it before, Mm -hmm. we use the bucket plan strategy and we've been able to help people have a successful retirement with that. 
No, I think that's a great point too, because you know you want to work with somebody who's got the support, the communication, the planning strategies, and and that ongoing basis after retirement. You know, a lot of times we're we're always so focused on getting up to retirement, but it's also getting through it as well. So, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the point of the, today's conversation on the podcast. And Jude, let's talk about really. This is probably going to be. I've got five points, but I think number two and four are really the big focuses here for people. Uh, so I'm curious to get your take on this because this is what you obviously see all the time. But that fear of spending our money is a real thing for people. For many, many retirees, they've they've spent thirty or forty years building this stuff up, and now they're actually kind of afraid to spend it. It is real. And it may not sound like that. You, you know, I, I can only imagine the people that are listening now, someone has a fear of spending money. In actuality, yeah, when you've been saving all of your life and now you realize, hey, that paycheck is not coming in two weeks from now, that automatic deposit isn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. Now you need to rely on the nest egg that you've built. And that fear of running out of money is for real. But what I found in my career is that when you're able to, to put together a strategy for, for a client, mm-hmm. looking at their bucket plan and showing them how their income is going to be derived from each one of the buckets and, and how that income will last the rest of their life, all of a sudden the fear and the temperature just comes down because they feel confident. And that's the really the most important part is feeling confident that this income is going to come in and you can do the things that you've always wanted to do. Yeah, I was going to say, that seems like that's probably the key word, right, is the confidence. Because if you know that, and I get it, you've saved all this money, you you're, you kind of don't want to see it fall, right? You don't want to see the numbers go down, so to speak. Uh, but you've earned it to enjoy yourself. And so if you've got the confidence to know that you can spend this money in retirement and still be okay year after year and so on and so forth, then it makes getting over that hurdle of spending it okay, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I, in fact, I met with one client uh, two weeks ago mm-hmm. who were doing their annual review, and their net worth had actually grown. Uh, they were beating all of our expectations for how the buckets were oh, to nice. perform. And so I said to to uh, to the client, I said, "You you've got a spending problem." <laughs> and they looked at me and I said, "What?" I said, "Yeah, you're not spending enough. You can spend some more money if you want to." And so it's not everybody has the luxury of having that issue, but everybody should get to a point where they feel confident that the income that they need to live the lifestyle that they've become accustomed to is going to be there, and that's why. You know, we really harp on the bucket plan, having a specific buckets that each has a purpose, mm-hmm, yeah. a, a, a goal and a time frame to achieve. Exactly. And that way, you know that you've got this good strategy in place to get you through the different phases of retirement. Because number three, Jew, when it comes to accumulation is the fact that the risks are much more numerous, right? You and I, we, we enjoy sports. You're down there with tons of sports teams. You know, you think about winning a game or, or even being behind on a game, right? So if you are, if you're ahead, typically they start to get more, much more conservative, right? They still, whether it's football, baseball, whatever, they start to get more conservative with the style of play as the game is winding down because they are leading the game, right? So they're trying to protect right. the lead. 
And if you are, I don't know, let's just use hockey since the, uh, the Stanley Cups just happened and there was a Florida team in there. The Tampa Bay was in there. So, you know, if you're behind, you pull the goalie, right, to try to get an extra guy out on the ice because you're trying to be aggressive and take chances. Well, what I'm getting at is the risks in retirement become more numerous and that affects decumulation, whether it's you know your spending levels or social security or sequence of returns or whatever, right? Yeah, there are so many risks once you've have reached that financial freedom and now you're into the distribution phase. And that's why I said before, the tactics and strategies you use for going up the mountain, you've got a different set of risks to deal with going down the mountain. In fact, you mentioned one thing that it, it's kind of hard to describe. Okay. So I hope uh, I, I hope our listeners give us give me a little grace. The sequence of return risk. Mm-hmm. It's a fancy word for basically. Do you have good luck or bad luck when you're entering retirement? Are you entering <laughs> in a bear market where your portfolio may be down, or are you entering retirement in a up market in a bull market? And the sequence really makes a difference because if you're not using something like a bucket plan and your portfolio goes down uh, in one year, consider yourself double dipping. You're taking income out of that portfolio and the market has reduced the value of that portfolio, it's hard to rebound from that. But when you have something like the bucket plan and you know that each bucket is segmented, you you have time on your side to bounce back from a bad market. So that's one of the many things that we talk about and really plan for when we're looking at the distribution phase. Yeah, and I've read some different things and seen some different things, Jude. It's very interesting to look at when talking about sequence of returns. Entering like the first couple of years of retirement, if it's a bad market, it can be more detrimental than if it happens later in retirement. Uh, it's it's very interesting to watch some of these statistics, but let's say the first five years of, of your retirement years, it can actually be more problematic over the long haul if it's a situation in the early years of retirement versus the later, we might almost think it's the later because we're worried about going back to work, but that's not the case. That's absolutely right. And it's, it, and when you wrap your mind around it, it's, it's kind of easy to understand because if in the first phase of retirement, you're pulling money out of your portfolio, $50,000 to live off 60, whatever that number is. Right. And then your account value, all of your, the assets that you have, your IRAs, your regular investment account, if that takes a hit because of a market downturn, now you've you've basically put that distribution on steroids. You've taken even more money out of that portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus if you had a, a good market, you've had time to compound that asset or that that portfolio. So later in years, if you're having a bear market, you can withstand it more because you've made more money over more time mm-hmm. and the compounding effect. Yeah. And, and you think about it back to 2008, right? That's why so many uh, people wound up going back to work with the, the big pull down because it, was, it wasn't the people that were in their later years of retirement. It was the folks that had just retired a lot of the time. So when we saw people that were going back to work or really upset or frustrated, it was that 55 to 65-year-old that was just hitting retirement back in 08, 09 that really took the punishment versus someone who might have already been been 78 you know or 80 or whatever the case is not saying they didn't get hurt as well but just simply saying it wasn't as problematic so uh, certainly an important piece to think of and so is my next one jude and that's number four and that's really focusing on the tax consequences of decumulation it's never more important maybe in our life than it is in retirement taxes 
It is extremely important and one of the top categories that we work on with our clients because you know, everybody's concerned about taxes. Nobody says, I'm happy when April 15th rolls around to write that check. Nobody's happy about that. Right. But when you are paying more than what you should be paying, then that net that you're getting in your pocket is much less. And if understanding you know, how to be able to create a tax-free filter, some money out of all of the different assets, because we, we talk often about investment diversification, but we rarely talk about tax diversification. So understanding, yeah. Yeah, understanding how monies come into your household and how they're taxed, because different types of dollars are taxed differently. And what we've been able to find in, in our practice is that some of our most affluent clients who are at the highest tax bracket, they're really concerned that you know, with this deficit, everything going on, that tax rates are going to go up higher in the future. And I'm not here to talk about politics, but from everything that we've read, um, if these tax rates change, it's usually it's going to be on people making four hundred thousand dollars and above. So does that mean if I make less than four hundred thousand, I don't have to worry? Well, you still have to be concerned because you want to make sure you're keeping as much of your nest egg as you can. And when you create a, a pile of money that goes from always tax to never tax, like a Roth possibly, then that can accumulate even more, that compounding effect. The money that you would have sent to the federal government is growing in that account and having a compounding effect. Yeah. So it really doesn't matter how much money you make. It's how much you keep and how to strategize around that. Well, it's like the old adage about uh, it gets tax season. And it's like, ideally, I've heard CPAs say, ideally, you want to be between owing the government 500 or them owing you 500. Somewhere between that and zero is where you want to try to be. Anything more than that, you know, if you're getting back a large chunk of money, well, then you're basically loaning the government money all throughout the year and they're not paying you. You know, they're not paying you a nickel for that. So why go about doing that? And Jude, is it in a way, if you want to think about, we talk a lot about the bucket strategy for income, but is there kind of like a tax bucket strategy, if you will? That's kind of what you were describing, right? Yeah, there is. In fact, we have a process at the firm we call the tax map journey. And it's it's a it looks like a regular map and there's seven spots on the map. We don't have time to go into all seven that each of them is a category where we tried to see, does that client have an opportunity to either protect their dollars from taxes or reduce their taxable liability? The first place on the map leads to what we call the tax filters. We had to rename it filters because we didn't want our clients to get confused between buckets. <laughs> and filters. So, uh, you, know, you have some money that is going to be taxed at income tax rates. That's one filter. You have money that's going to be taxed at investor tax rates. Investor tax rates are always lower than income tax rates. And then my favorite filter is the tax advantage filter, where money is, is not taxed at the federal level. And you know we often talk about Roth, but that's not the only vehicle that can be used. I think these are great points, and it's a really good way of looking at the decumulation phase and some major points to think of. And like I said, the this the fear of spending is definitely a huge one. Taxes is another one. Uh, those are probably the two big animals. But let's not forget, when we talked about the whole scenario, it all revolves around income. And that's that final piece. We got to leverage it for the lifetime. You got it. You know, because there's a fear out there 
and some of it is well warranted. Clients often, when we start talking about lifetime income, they don't want to hear about a product called annuities. They've heard several bad things about it. And an annuity is not for everyone, but for a, for the main purpose of the annuity, the way that it had been structured since the beginning of time was to give guaranteed income for the rest of your life. Now, here's the trick. You've got to make sure that it's customized to you because not all annuities are the same. And in good planning, you don't have a one-size-fit-all solution. For us, when we're looking at our buckets, we may have one of the buckets that has annuities, but we may have another bucket that has mutual funds or individual stocks and bonds. So I, I, I hate to be so general, but what I really want people to understand is that you have to have a plan that fits and is customized to you. Not so much the product, but the strategies that can make sure that you have income for life so that you don't have to worry about running out of money before you run out of life. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, Jude, we, we, we sit there and we think about the different kinds of ways we're going to get our income and so on and so forth, and we tend to focus on, well, this big pile of things that we've accumulated. And again, instead of strategizing it out, bucketizing it out, thinking about it in different terms and avenues along the way, because many of us, I mean, we're living better. We talk about this stuff all the time. You're going to have, hopefully, God willing, a much longer retirement. And so mm-hmm. you've got to be, I guess, even keel when it comes right. to how to you know distribute this money for decumulation. And that's our topic this week. That was the podcast. Hopefully that helps you guys out a little bit. If you've got some questions about decumulation or how it might be working with inside of your plan, if you're working with Jude already, or if you're not and you have some questions, either way, reach out to them and let them know. Reach out to the office and say, hey, uh, and have a conversation. You can call them at 800-779-4592. That's 800-779-4592. Don't forget you can stop by the website and subscribe to the podcast. Check out past episodes. Share it with someone who might benefit from that message as well. Uh, And you can find all of it, really. It's nice and simple at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That's planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. Jude, thanks for hanging out with me this week and talking decumulation. I know we'll be back with more in August, so can't wait to talk to you. Always looking forward to it. I have such a good time having these conversations with you. Well, thank you, my friend. I'll let you get back to your day. Have a great day, folks. We'll see you next time here on the podcast with Jude Wilson at Plan Wise Retire Free. We'll talk to you next time. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.